Hello, this is Tommy Barco. Thanks for joining in on the Essential Podcast. Today, we're talking about the one thing you can't buy. All right, welcome to the show. And today, again, like I said, we're talking about the one thing you can't buy, and that is... Your health. Your health. Yeah. So, may have been obvious there, it is the one thing money can't buy. And good health is essential. Uh, We talk about all things essential here on the Essential Podcast. And as we often talk about, one of the goals of essentialism is structuring your life and your choices to allow you to identify and focus on your highest point of contribution. So, you could pay for the gym membership, you can hire a personal trainer or a chef, but you have to show up at the gym, you have to put in the work, you have to actually take the advice of the trainer or continue to eat healthy. And there's no amount of money that can get you there. There are no shortcuts. So Matt's here. He chimed in earlier on the good health. And uh, he's kind of been on this journey for a while. So we're going to ask him a a few questions about that and uh, see what he has to say. So Matt, what's up? On the journey way too long, Tommy. Way too long. (laughs) Yeah. So Matt was gathering some of his uh, calendar that he'll be talking about later. And he was like, man, this is depressing. It's been a long time and uh, I'm not as far along as I want to be. So we'll get into that here a little bit. Yeah, I've been going since 2013. I didn't realize it was that long, and it just motivates me more. <laughs> yeah, time just passes on by, man. Again, uh, part of uh, what we want to focus on the essentials is to make small changes every day so that we can track our progress and you know the difference between a dream and a goal is a plan. So you need that for your health, too. That's right. And moving, moving in the right direction, one step at a time. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about where you've come from and, and where you're trying to go. Yeah, I had a, a, a low point, or really it was a high point, um, gosh, in 2013, and decided, you know what, <laughs> I need to really do something about, uh, about my weight. So started making a conscious effort, started doing rowing, started doing a little bit of running, which I, I don't do anymore, and really was trying to get the weight down. And uh, I made it quite a, quite a ways, 50 pounds from like 226 down to 178 at my best. And now we're back mm-hmm. up again. So not at your high watermark there, are you? Oh, no, definitely not. Um, I think I'm about uh, 13, 15 above where I, where I ended up on the low side. But still been a goal of mine for a long time and still plugging away. Yeah, so it's definitely a journey. It's a discipline. It's a pursuit. And you work a plan to get there. And sometimes there are setbacks. Sometimes there are just changes that aren't really setbacks, but something you have to navigate through. But one of the keys is staying on the path, staying motivated. And tell us a little bit about what's kept you motivated, Matt. Yeah, so one of the big motivators for me, obviously, uh, you know, besides right now being extremely depressed on <laughs> and how I've uh, regressed, uh, but I went on a, a trip to Jamaica, came back and was 188 pounds, gained 10 pounds. And then a year later, I rode 2 million meters and was still that same weight. So mm-hmm. the effort wasn't there. I mean, you can do all the running in the world, but if you still have more calories coming in or all the rowing or whatever, you still have calories coming in, Right. you're not going to make it. I mean, I'm living proof of that. So you can't just go to the gym and, and put in the motions because the, the body adapts very quickly. So you have to keep, number one, keep pushing yourself. But I th- believe they say 80% of losing weight is diet, 
5% is luck, 5% is genetics, and 5% is working out. I think that gets us to 100%, right? I think that was 95, but we're close oh, enough. Oh, excuse me, 10, 10% is uh, working out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the majority is from diet, you know, which is a big part of the behavior, not just activity. And uh, you have an interesting diet. We talked about it quite a bit, but I don't think we've ever talked about it with our listeners. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've been doing paleo since originally when I started. I ended up with a stress fracture in my foot and I couldn't run. And I said, well, I, mm-hmm. I have to do something to sort of weigh that out. So I, I started doing a lot of searching and I ended up on paleo because you could eat as much as you want. You just had to be very strict within that range, <laughs> which is fruit, nuts, meat, and vegetables. Basically anything you mm-hmm. can hunt and gather. Potatoes aren't on there. Sweet potatoes are. But it's very strict. It requires you to really plan out all your meals. But mm-hmm. that really helped in a lot of the efforts of you know losing that 50 pounds. But it is also one of the more harder ones to follow. And for me, it's now pretty much become a lifestyle. I cheat every now and then, but I've been doing that for, gosh, five years. Yeah. So if you don't know, paleo is a dietary plan based on the Paleolithic era. So long, long time ago, the way the caveman ate the things he would have ate is kind of where its origins arrived. So no dairy, no milk, no beans, no potatoes. Correct. Uh, Now, some people lump eggs into dairy, uh, but eggs Mm -hmm. are okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, just curious there. I know that's a quick Google search, but uh, I was wondering, you know, if you think a bean is kind of a natural, something you can go pick and eat, but it was not something that they could do back then. There was no farming. so Yeah, and there's also cool. a lot of science behind it. And the cool thing about uh, sweet potatoes is it's technically a root vegetable, not a potato, even though they're called sweet potatoes. They're basically called <laughs> they're tubers by hmm. scientific purpose. <laughs> so how did they eat a sweet potato back in the caveman? You know, days? it's funny. There's, there's all kinds of <laughs> sub-branches of folks who follow paleo who say, no, you can't do sweet potatoes. You can do beans. Yeah. It's all over the place, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I could see him uh, just, uh, you know, in my mind, the caveman just like chomping into a raw sweet potato for fun. You know, <laughs> you know what I always wondered is, <laughs> is once a caveman came across like a cranberry bog, like, you know, <laughs> he eats his first cranberry. I mean, do you think he ate him again? Probably not. A little tart. Nope. Uh, not unless he got really hungry. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, thanks for indulging me there. You know, I know you've uh, did a lot of rowing and that had been part of your regiment there. And then combined with the diet, you got some good results. But tell us a little bit about your tracking. You know, we talked at the very beginning about, you know, you grabbing your calendar and seeing what your goals were and where you were in 2013. And you know, now here in 2018, you're, you're a little bit off from where you wanted to be. And it's been quite a while. But tracking is very important and a part of the motivation process here. Uh, tell us a little bit how you keep up with that. Yeah, and so this can be used technically for just about anything. You know, even financial stuff. If you're running a budget, or for you sure. know, you're trying to hit your goals um, for meeting your kids or having spending more time with your kids. But really, the way that has been very effective for me is I print off the calendar of the month, for example, September, and I put it right mm-hmm. on my desk and I map out. Uh, my workouts, and now I started to map out uh, some additional things that I'm doing, like fasting. And it sits on my desk at work, 
and I have to literally cross it off every day. And if I don't do it, or maybe I missed my morning workout because things didn't work out or I was tired or just lazy, then I got to go and face the music all day at work and go, man, I got to, <laughs> I got to do that or else I'm not going to, not going to get there. And that was really, um, and I switched up from that when I had my biggest year of rowing, which was 2 million meters. Hmm. And I actually just did a spreadsheet and filled in the spreadsheet every day after my row and was able to track it. And actually, I, I think I hit 2.2 million meters that year. But having mm-hmm. having the calendar is great for keeping accountability just because yeah, you, you got to face the music every day. And you, I don't get depressed by it. I get motivated by it. Now, it may be the reverse for somebody else. So you kind of really have to hack your own mind is, you know, how, what motivates me? What keeps me there? If, if you're looking at the calendar and not doing it and you're getting depressed, you probably shouldn't use the calendar. Right. Yeah, there are plenty of ways to remain accountable. And I think that is a, a, a key, a foundation here of success. And, you know, it keeps you from mistaking, mo- confusing motion with action. You know, you want to be progressing. You want to be disciplined and show up, do the work, stick to the diet, track the progress, you know, hop on the scale, measure the results, whatever your goal is, uh, strength training, whatever you're doing, uh, you want to keep up with that. And, you know, there are a lot of digital ways to do that. A paper calendar or a spreadsheet is still a fabulous way to do so. Well, Tommy, you keep saying diet. And really one thing I want to stress is a diet is temporary. So, you know, it's it really is more about lifestyle changes. So, uh, diets are, you know, three months, six months, get to your weight and, and whatever, and, you, and you're there, you really have to make the change permanently. You can't just six months out of the year diet and six months don't diet because then you're going to get nowhere. And we kind of talked about some more tracking, but one thing that was helpful, and I believe it's still a free app. I haven't used it in a while, uh, but my fitness pal, where you actually go in mm-hmm. and you're held accountable to your calories and it counts your calories by, and most of the stuff you just have to search for, and they already have it in the app and you pick it and it counts your calories and you can track all your nutrients and all that stuff. So another way to mm-hmm. uh, keep hold yourself accountable and, and track what you're doing. Yeah, that's a great one. It is still free. There is, however, a premium version that you can pay for. Uh, they were purchased by Under Armour ah. a few years back. And so it's continued to be uh, built out and is very robust. And as a matter of fact, uh, if you sign in, and maybe you have to now, and give them your email address, you act, they actually send out some pretty helpful content on you know, ways to lose weight that don't include uh, diet or exercise and you know, ways to stay motivated, even uh, recipes and stuff like that. So, so let's wrap up with a few tips on essentializing your health. So say someone's listening, Matt, and they're inspired to get started, maybe pay a little more attention to what they eat and explore a new diet, ramp up physical activity, or all the above, you know, how or where would you recommend starting? Well, the first place, Tommy, I, I would say to everyone is, number one, we obviously don't know what your situation is. So before you make any lifestyle changes to exercising or uh, you know what you're eating, talk to your doctor first. There's our disclosure. But um, sure. the place I start is very slow. You know, when I moved to Um, paleo, I just didn't turn the switch on and say, I'm going full paleo, no sugar, no processed foods. I started with one week we do just breakfast is is under the paleo regimen. Second week is breakfast Mm -hmm. and lunch. Third week is dinner. And then I'm on it. Or if you're going to start, you know, maybe walking or running, start small, build up to it. 
And I've always been a fan of Couch to 5K app, which works your mm -hmm. way up. And I've actually done it twice. And it's very helpful in sort of getting you to the point where you can run a 5K or walk a 5K or however you want to do it. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, I've got a couple for you here. And uh, these are going to be um, things that you can jump right into, uh, which is drink more water and get more sleep. You know, two essential components here to your health. We've talked a lot about uh, diet, food choices, exercise, making that part of your lifestyle. And that's a key to getting somewhere. But another essential component of your health would be to drink more water and get more sleep. So if you get dehydrated, don't drink enough water, have enough fluids, you're going to have less energy which is going to make it hard to eat, the, make the right food choices or go to the gym. I feel like doing anything. So the most common recommendation is the eight by eight rule. So it's eight ounces of water, eight times a day, which gives you 64 ounces or two liters a day. So more, more energy, healthy skin. It's going to boost your metabolism, increase brain function. That's just a few of the benefits. And then as an essentialist, you know, we prioritize sleep. We call it protecting the asset. And I'll just quote Greg McEwen here that says the best asset we have for making a contribution to the world is ourselves. So if we under invest in ourselves, and by that, I mean our minds, our bodies, our spirits, we damage the very tool we need to make our highest contribution. And one of the most common ways people, especially ambitious and successful people, damage this asset is through the lack of sleep. So plan to get at least seven, preferably eight hours each night and don't cheat on that. Yeah, I really love that one, Tommy, and I've, I've really stuck to it, um, hard bedtimes. And one thing I'll add, too, is waking up at the same time every day is also helpful. Even if you go back mm -hmm. to sleep, you know, my, my wake-up time is 5.20 to fill in all the workout stuff. And even on the weekends, I get up at 5.20, and then mm -hmm. eh, maybe I'll take a nap in the, in the early, early morning. But it just helps regulate the body as well. And uh, yeah. really sticking with your theme of of you know what to drink i'll wrap it up here with you know green mm -hmm. drinking green tea i am an avid green tea drinker have been since i you know started my journey but the cool thing about green tea is if you have three cups a day it boosts your metabolism by four percent so if you need two thousand calories a day which is kind of general and most people do that's a free 80 mm -hmm. calories burned by just drinking green tea, assuming, of course, it's not sweetened and you're not putting, you know, I don't think anybody puts milk in green tea, but it's just one extra way to get some free. That's basically a free Snickers bar a day. <laughs> <laughs> is a Snickers bar going to be paleo approved? It is too? not paleo approved, but, you know, not every, not everyone's <laughs> going to be paleo, Tommy. Come on. I know. Hey, well, you're talking about Snickers bars like you know something about them. But... <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> you, uh, you're not supposed to be eating on that. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I've enjoyed chatting about it. I appreciate you kind of opening up. Tell us a little bit about your your journey, a little personal uh, side of the, the podcast here. Uh, glad everybody tuned in. Hopefully you got something out of it. And uh, we look forward to getting back together with you on the next podcast. In the meantime, keep it essential. sticking around after the music here and as always we appreciate you tuning into the essential podcast just have a quick disclosure for you here securities are offered through sa stone wealth management inc 
member FINRA and SIPC, and advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.